Hello, Forever Family. My name's Shannon. I'm the recovery pastor. And, I, you know, I want to touch base with you and, and explain how my day went yesterday. There were so many times I started to pull the laptop out and pull the microphone out, plug everything up and and record this from my front yard. But every time I would start to think about setting everything up, it's like the Holy Spirit was telling me, just sit still. Just soak in what I'm what I'm trying to give you here. So yesterday, you know, I'm in the yard, grass is getting cut, the weeds are getting um cut down. There's exterior work being done to the house. There's a new Krylon paint coating being applied to patio furniture. I'm looking up at just these huge, beautiful trees, full canopies, birds flying from one to the other, and just such beautiful skies and big puffy like marshmallow clouds it was just the perfect breeze, the perfect temperature. Everything was amazing. <clears throat> and as I was sitting there and the Holy Spirit started talking to me, you know, we all have a dwelling place. And for some of us, that means that we rent. So we have maintenance to do up until a certain point. And then we you know, we have to contact someone else, the landlord, to maintain the larger projects. More the, you know, the structural, I guess, type projects. But for those that are buying a house, you're it. There is no one outside of you calling the shots unless it is such a huge repair or maintenance that you have to call in a professional company to take care of. Then there are those who are not renting or buying, maybe they're, um, you know, pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, so to speak, and they're currently, um, maybe, maybe they are a roommate. Maybe they're renting a room. But I think even to that degree, the rental process still applies because you have some, um, you know, repairs and maintenance you're responsible for, but anything larger goes to whoever is um, the property owner. So as I'm, I'm thinking about the upkeep and the repair and the maintenance, but also the customizing, you know, making your living space your own, this is where the Holy Spirit started really speaking to me. He said, this is the same in our faith walk. This is the same in our recovery walk. We have to maintain our living space. We have upkeep. We have repair. We do things to customize our living space. But it's the same thing. <clears throat> so in faith and recovery, if you're buying the house, you have those responsibilities then you do whatever it takes to maintain a healthy, safe, living, or dwelling environment. But not only that, because you are maintaining a healthy and safe dwelling environment, others will watch you to learn how to do the same in their life. 
So for those in the recovery or um, faith walk, that maybe they're on the rental uh, path, there are things that you have to maintain, you have to repair, but then if, if it gets too big, you go to someone else. I think this is where several have said to me, I can't handle the bigger projects. I don't feel like I can accomplish the bigger projects. That's absolutely okay to admit. But when we use that as an excuse to not better ourselves, to not better our community, to not better our surroundings, then it becomes a character defect. Do you follow me? So we all have responsibility. We all maintain, repair our dwelling place, make sure it's safe. Uh, we customize it so it's more of our personality and and our um, even our heritage or anything that is important to us, we surround ourselves with. But in our faith walk and our recovery walk, it is absolutely okay to say, I cannot do this alone. <clears throat> Nobody's expecting you to do it alone. But if you use that as an excuse to not maintain or to not repair because you just don't want to do it, I'm not going to use the word lazy, but in recovery and in faith and any other walk of life, it is very easy to be complacent and it looks like laziness. So when you get in that place of complacency or spiritual laziness, recovery of laziness, it becomes a character defect. And we're only hurting us. But think about the person that's watching you cope with life. Are we teaching them to give up? Are we teaching them that if the battle's not worth it, we just throw in the towel and don't pay it any more attention? Wouldn't that be the same thing as if you're walking across the floor and you know there's a weak spot in the floor and you just don't want to repair it? You don't want to go under the house to look and check the damage out? Eventually, you will go through that floor? Eventually, the damage will become larger and larger and more extensive and more expensive? But if we just took the time to begin with to check it, do small repair maintenance, we wouldn't have this large, massive undertaking that could jeopardize our whole dwelling space. Isn't it the same in recovery? Isn't it the same in our faith walk? If we turn a blind eye because we don't want to deal with it, well, guess what? It doesn't just go away. It's still there. And whether you choose to see it or not, everyone will eventually see it because what is happening under the surface eventually comes to surface, eventually decays the surface. And as I'm sitting there yesterday in the yard looking at the house, looking at the yard, the landscape, I can only imagine what people think when they drive by in their cars. 
again, that's the same thing in our faith walk and our recovery walk. When people drive by and we're having a bad day, do they go, wow, bless their hearts. They're, they're struggling today. Or do they say, wow, let's kind of veer over into the next lane and give them some space because whatever's going on, I'm not sure we want to get tangled up in it. If we don't do maintenance and repair in our spiritual dwelling place, in our recovery dwelling place, in our communities all around us, a small spot of decay can eventually take out our whole foundation. And if the foundation's gone, the house crumbles. You can put a house wherever you want, but if you don't take care of it structurally, it will crumble. The same thing goes for our lives. I want to challenge you to make your own honeydew list. Go through, do your own evaluation. And all I'm asking you to do is check and see if there is anything that you've swept under the rug, pushed it off into a corner, just something so it's out of your main path but it really needs to be checked before it becomes a huge problem. This vessel we travel through this life in, it is just that. I do believe it is just a vessel. But it's our housing that gets us through this life. It is our dwelling place that gets us through this life. So I want to encourage you to do a little home repair, some maintenance maybe some lawn care, whatever you want to call it. But don't let your dwelling place start to crumble. Keep your dwelling place healthy and centered in recovery, in faith, in your community, in your family, and in your happiness and your joy. Because when you drive by those houses and you see the kids out in the yard and they're running and they're playing and they're laughing and I don't know about you, but I can't help but think, man, I bet that is an absolutely loving, wonderful house because those kids just show how happy they are. I hope you have one of those homes. I hope you have one of those dwelling places. If you find yourself where you're struggling, please reach out to someone. I just want to make sure we're all doing the regular maintenance, the structural maintenance to our spiritual vessels, to our dwelling places while we're on this earth. So until next time, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Until next time, much agape everybody.